morning, everybody. It's your girl, Super Cindy. Welcome to Community Matters. Happy Sunday. I'm super excited about this morning's segment because in the studio live, I have Dr. Katina. Let me just, like, first of all, before I introduce you, Dr. Katina, besides your name, let me break it down for those that don't know because they've been under a rock who Dr. Katina is. She's a family nurse practitioner. She's an author, a health educator, a fitness advocate, founder of Know Your Health Status campaign. She's a teen women and men health party doer. (laughs) You throw health parties for teen women and men, which are so important. We're going to get into that, too. Good morning, Dr. Katina. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me because (laughs) health is so important. Health is foundation to everything. Okay. And uh, we have to continue to spread health awareness and education. I agree because people like sometimes get caught up in money and this and that. But if you have money and no health, what's the point? You got it. You know that Mm -hmm. saying, health is wealth. Yeah, and and a lot of people don't realize it until they have their health is failing. And then they're like, oh, man, what did I do? Exactly. So we got to get on top of it. And I appreciate you being here this morning. So we have a lot of things to talk about. First of all. Tell us a little bit about you. Like, where were you born and raised? How did you become a nurse practitioner, Dr. Katina? Like, how did that happen? Oh, awesome. Yes, I was born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay. And um, I went to Dillard High School. Okay. And then I proceeded on to Florida and in University Rattlers. Mm-hmm. Any Rattlers <laughs> in the house? That's where I received my Bachelor's of Nursing mm-hmm. um, from. And then also Florida Atlantic University, where I received my Master's in Nursing okay. to become a family nurse practitioner. And then my doctoral degree in educational leadership. So I also teach as well. I'm an adjunct nursing instructor at Florida Atlantic University Graduate Nurse Practitioner Program. Uh, I've been been a nurse practitioner since 2007, a nurse since 2003. I love what I do. I am a family practice nurse practitioner. I practice primary care nursing um, in Cold Springs and then also gynecology. So I specialize in primary care and women's health. So if you need that, you can come and see me. You know what? I Like, um, I have a very close relationship with a nurse practitioner because I'm diabetic and I met that was the way I met her. But to me, I had a closer relationship with her than my own doctor. Like nurse practitioners, high five to you guys, the ones that really take their job seriously and do their jobs with compassion and with their heart. So you say nurse practitioner. and I honestly get goosebumps because the nurse practitioner, my nurse practitioner who was dealing with my diabetes helped diagnosed my mom who kept being misdiagnosed with her cancer. So, girl, when you say nurse practitioner, I'm giving you high fives and... Thank you. Applause all through the microphone. (laughs) Yes, because a lot of times, a lot of people don't know what a nurse practitioner is. Yeah. And um, we're healthcare providers. We provide Mm -hmm. care just like the doctor does as well. We treat, we manage, we educate. And a lot of times what makes us different is we actually take the time and we we listen to the patient, we educate, and we treat the person holistically, whole, mentally, physically, spiritually. We give that, you know, that hope, that encouragement to the patient. So nurse practitioners, we rock, definitely. Okay, hello. I'm about to make T-shirts for (laughs) y'all. So how did you branch out into all these other categories that 
you like first of all author you're a nurse practitioner what uh, or a nurse then nurse practitioner what 20 years at this point right yes yes and what made you say you know I need to write a book and what was your first book so basically because you have numerous books honey <laughs> and we're gonna talk about it <laughs> well yes definitely I have two books but health awareness my vision is to inspire others to transform to their highest capabilities mentally and physically to promote health awareness and education throughout and my passion my true passion is teen adolescent health and women's health as well and I noticed that we really really needed to educate these teens on uh, sex and STDs because Mm. you know they're getting the information from social media they're getting wrong information from their friends and um, we just need to take charge the parents need to get more involved I I wanted to give them a book a simple guide in layman's term it's not all you know you can understand it yes <laughs> so I break it down so that you can understand. The first edition is Let's Talk Sex and STDs, a guide to prepare parents for the talk. So mm. it's to prepare the parents because a lot of times the parents themselves, they're out of tune. Let's just say, for instance, if they've been married for years and they don't have different sexual partners and they don't know the different STDs that are out there. So they're not equipped to educate their teen mm. on different STDs. That's why I created that book on how to educate yourself first so that you can talk to your child. When you talk to your kids, sound like you know what you're talking about. You got it. You got <laughs> like, it. Yeah, mom, you don't know nothing. Okay, I don't. You got but it. But you know what, too, is that a lot of parents have the misconception that, you know, they'll wait till high school or college to talk to their kids. But I, I, I was telling you earlier that I was having a discussion with a middle school teacher or elementary school teacher. And she was telling me that there was this one little girl in the second grade that was already doing stuff that gave me almost a heart attack. Yes, they are definitely exposed to many different things at a young age. And if they attend school, parents, you may think that they may not know a lot of things, but they're talking. And um, wrong information is being passed out there. So Mm -hmm. that's why I created that book, that, that book to educate teens, to, you know, educate themselves on how to talk to your parents about sex or before you're even interested in sex. It's important that... You know, they educate themselves. I love that. And then also, mm-hmm. middle school. When I did my research before I um, wrote the book, mm-hmm. middle school. Oral sex is very prevalent, at least in Florida, in the middle school population because these kids think that it's not sex. Mm-hmm. They so think they're still that, a virgin. They're not doing anything bad. Exactly. <laughs> However, there are many different STDs that kids can get, people can get from oral sex. So I just put this book out just to educate and just really, you know, provide awareness to, to all And I think the days of parents being in denial um, have to be dead because it's real and it's happening and and it's spreading like wildfire, whether parents like it or not, because honestly, parents have lost control over what their kids can see and not see because it's everywhere now. Exactly. Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TV, screens. Like, even the Nickelodeon shows to me are, like, adult-themed. Not sex uh, like that, but just about, like, oh, I'm going to lie and then I'm going to come back and tell you this. Okay, then at the end, of course, oh, I forgive you, but... 
why even put the topic of lying and cheating and deceiving in yeah. the in the storyline? It's a kid channel, Ex- supposedly. Exactly. So. And, 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 you know, a lot of these kids think like I tell people, you know, I have versions that come into my office and I have to burn genital warts off of versions mm. or I have to treat um, versions for genital herpes. And mm. they forget that those are some things that you don't have to have, per se, penetration, mm. but just the sexual activity, the sexual sexual, the skin-to-skin contact. Those are how STDs are passed on. Mm, so it's very real. Let's. I, I would usually give the information out at the end, but I want to give it out now. Where do they get this book? Where can they research you and find everything that you have to offer? Because we're going to talk about all the other stuff right now. So. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Amazon has my book. It's called Let's Talk Sex and STDs, the student edition, if you want to just get it for your child. Or Let's Talk Sex and STDs, a guide to prepare parents for the talk if you want to prepare yourself first for the talk. So Amazon, you can also visit my website, drkatinakennedy.com. And then you can find me on IG, Facebook, and Twitter, Dr. Katina. And you know what? Like, I think they should buy it. You know how, like, Amazon, when you buy something, they say, well, a lot of the people like this, too. I And they give you specials or, like, That's a few true. dollars off when you buy two things. I think you need, parents, you need to buy the book for you <laughs> and then even the book for your, for your teenager, you for it. your child, so that you're prepared and the child will read that book on their own. And then you guys come together and have that very needed, necessary conversation. Oh, that's like I said, it's real. Yeah, double package of Amazon. <laughs> buy it in the duo go to her website and buy both of them. It's a major investment. You guys spend $25 on nothing. I don't know how much the books are, but I'm just saying, like, you guys spend it going out to Burger King or McDonald's nowadays. So mm-hmm. invest in that very important conversation. So besides the... Um, Let's talk sex and STD student edition in your book. Now you're also health educator. So what does a health educator mean? A health educator is someone that's passionate about educating the community, the world, um, about health and how it's important to live a quality life mentally and physically. I basically on social media, if if you all have heard of Dr. Katina, which you may have by now, I hope Y'all so. Y'all better. I hope she so. She working. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, YouTube, I specialize in promoting and and putting out uh, health and fitness videos. So if you go to my YouTube page, Dr. Katina, I have a various amounts of health topics, fitness from blood pressure, cholesterol, um, my my video that actually went viral, which had over 5 million views was um, on bacterial vaginosis, which is, you know, a common vaginal infection that we as women get over and Mm -hmm. over and over again. So I went ahead and I put out an educational video on things that we can do to help prevent the reoccurrence of bacterial vaginosis and yeast infections. So health educator, I'm out there educating you all on the importance of health and fitness. I love that. And and I love the fact that you're like into the women's reproductive organs and all this because like for many years I always worked with a bunch of guys and I was the only girl (laughs) and you would be maybe or not be surprised of the conversations that come up of single guys dating and then I'm in there listening to what they talk about I'd be like you know what (laughs) and they would talk about like if a woman's if a woman has an odor and this and that and I'm like me personally I would say you know what Sometimes, especially around the time of the month, sometimes or right after that special time of the month that that women have, 
they might have a slight order. You can't judge a woman like she's getting she's getting rid of all the yuck. <laughs> so she can't smell like roses all the time. Okay, buddy. You got so it. They were like, nah, she can't. I'm like, listen, come on. Yeah. So I, I love it that you're educating people. And I'm definitely going to look you up on YouTube to see that video. Of, yeah. Oh, I'll make it five million and one <laughs> to check it yes. out. Yes. And then as, a, you know, essential part of being a health educator, mm-hmm. I said, OK, I'm on social media providing these, um, you know, educational videos for a lot of people. But I needed to do more. I needed to get out. And so that's when I created these health parties. That's what made me say, you know what? Girls, we have girls night in and we chat, you know, we have appetizers, cocktails and so forth. And when we get together, let's talk about health. You know, you have your nurse practitioner, Dr. Katina, come in and any questions you may have, I'm there to answer those. How cool. And so it's like you have just a girls night in or guys night night in. Guys, you have to, you know, get your health have party on. Have you ever on. had one that with all men and you? Like not yet. As, as not the, yet. Man, come on, get it together. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I just I've had my women's health party in the team so far, but I'm open to men. But the the guys are you know pretty tough there. But mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, because they don't want to admit and uh-huh. be like, oh, this, this, and that. Exactly. So, um, but it's fun. It's fun. You know, we dance. We have a good time. You know, you know the the ladies they have their cocktails. So we talk about everything from anxiety, depression that really affects us as women and then from vaginal dryness from the inability to have a vaginal orgasm versus a clitoral orgasm so Mm -hmm. we talk about so many different things menopause and then those teen health parties those are fun those are fun as well I thought when you said the health parties I thought you were just speaking about young people like the young men and young like teenagers Mm -hmm. but I think it is so awesome to have a health party. I've never thought of doing that. And sometimes a lot of women can't afford to go to a doctor at two. So like a health party would be good. Like if one of the friends invite all her friends Mm -hmm. to come and just be able to ask questions, even to start the conversation. Exactly. And the good thing about it is I have experience in primary care and gynecology. So I can talk you know, a wide variety of topics, you know. I have a feeling that when you have these health parties, the gynecology part comes into play a lot. That's like 99% (laughs) of the questions. Like, girl, I'll worry about my heart later. So, girl, Dr. Katina, what's up with? (laughs) It does end up being about sex. But, um, you know, again, it's it's, I'm there to answer any question. And because it's real. I mean, a lot of times, you know, there are things that you think, you may be the only one experiencing, but there's a you know other women have experienced those as well. So with just that open platform, I also have it where if you are shy to ask your questions, you can write your question on the, the index card. card you know, because I want to make sure everyone has that opportunity to sit down and ask that question so that you can be educated. I love that. And so now we're talking, we're in October. So October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And you have an initiative for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is what? It is Know Your Health Status. All Mm -hmm. right. So everyone that follows me on social media know I have that Know Your Health Status campaign going on. Mm -hmm. And um, for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, it's all about early detection. Um, Let me just give you some statistics about breast cancer. One in eight women... One in eight women in the United States will be diagnosed with breast cancer in Mm. a lifetime. It is the second leading cause of cancer death among women. Mm. And check this out. Breast cancer 
is more commonly diagnosed in Caucasians. However, black women die more from breast cancer mm. because we have what they call the triple negative type of breast cancer, which, and is, which is more aggressive type mm. of breast cancer. It moves fast. Yes, it moves fast. And the treatments that are out there does not particularly treat the triple negative um, breast cancer. Mm. Uh, and then the other research out there says that a lot of times, you know, African-Americans may not go for their mammograms, their eating habits may affect them as well. So they say that that's why we die from breast cancer more. But, you know, it's I just wanted to put this health initiative out there as far as breast cancer awareness, early detection, things that you all have to do because it's important. Uh, You have to make sure that, you know, you do things that's going to help and prevent this, you know, breast cancer from occurring. And then let's just say sometimes it's genetics. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's your family history, but knowing your risk factors is key. So the things I want you to do is knowing your family history, Mm -hmm. know if your mom, your sister, even your father. Yes, men get breast cancer. The research shows that 2,470 men are diagnosed with breast cancer and approximately 460 will die each year. Mm. So men, you're also at risk. So that's why I encourage you all to do your breast self-exam as well. But know your family history. Also, get your genetic testing done. They have the BRCA1, the BRCA2. A lot of my patients come into my gynecologist's office. That's a genetic testing that those markers will tell you your risk for actually getting breast cancer or ovarian Mm. cancer later on in the future. Because sometimes if you have that gene in the body, Mm -hmm. your your risk is increased. So knowing your genetic testing, so getting that done. Also, your breast self-exam, ladies, you want to do that once a month. You want to do that about one to two weeks after your period. Uh, Check your breasts in the shower and, um, you know, don't feel, don't be shy to touch yourself. I have a lot of women that shy. To touch their, you know what the thing is, is that when, um, I, um, one of my gynecologists showed me how to do a breast exam and gave me like a pamphlet one time. And like you said, when you're in the shower, like you just raise one of your hands and you with the other hand, you're like feeling all the way around. Then you raise your the hand. So you're you're basically feeling the breast of the hand that you have raised. But you know what? At this point. If you have a boyfriend, a significant other, whatever, (laughs) you're married. What I did, too, was like when you lay down, I feel Mm -hmm. like that's even a better way to check. So I would have like my significant other, babe, come feel my presence. He's like, what is that? I'm like, no, like. Like, I think it should be as a partner thing, too. Definitely. And then maybe it leads into something else, people. So, like, <laughs> breast exam is the beginning. And then, hey, hey, you know, so. And I've had um, numerous uh, women where their partners actually detected it. You, you know, see, their partners. Sometimes you don't feel. And then when you, uh, to me, I feel like when I lay down and let my partner actually feel, he's, like, feeling more than what I could feel standing up in the shower. Exactly. It's Yeah, you can, mm-hmm. you all can do it together but definitely when you're doing that breast self exam you definitely want to check for any lumps for any Mm -hmm. retracted nipples Uh, some women have naturally uh, inverted nipples but if this is something new for you all it's very important to that's a red flag for maybe um, breast cancer also any dimpling Mm -hmm. so when you're doing your breast exam you want to look for any dimpling uh, any abnormal discharge or discharge in general from the nipple also look for for skin changes 
redness, rash around the, the nipple or on the breast in general. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing your breast itself exam, don't do it every other month. Do it once a month. Know your breasts. Know how it feels. And um, early detection is key. You have to go for your mammograms. And, and you know, recently I had a biopsy um, in my breast because I had a lump. And for all of you that listen, you know, I go to Strax and I got a breast augmentation. So even through the, the breast augmentation, I felt like a lump. And I'm like, yo, what is that? And I freaked out. So I set it up and then my gynecologist set up a... Um, a biopsy. And let me just tell you, yes, I was freaking out before my biopsy. I couldn't breathe. I was about to pass out. I was like, can you just put me to sleep? But biopsy, my biopsy did not hurt at all. Like you're just there and you feel pressure. So d ladies, if they're telling you to get a biopsy or whatever, please do not be afraid. Yes, I was, I should have filmed it. I just, I was just so afraid. I forgot my phone to film. I should have actually filmed my experience to share it. Yes. But yeah, but don't be afraid, ladies. A lot of people are afraid for diagnosis and it's better to know than to not know. Yes, definitely. And early detection is key. That's why, you know, you'll go for your mammogram. And a lot of times it's protocol, ladies. It's protocol. So like you go for your mammogram and just because they say, oh, you know, you have your dense breasts, so mm -hmm. the next step is the ultrasound, which I know a lot of you ladies may have had that as well. Mm -hmm. You go for that ultrasound, and then if they find out that, you know, yes, they do see the lump, then they'll do a biopsy. Remember, ladies, we have cystic. We have cystic breasts as well. Mm -hmm. So it can be cysts that are present. It can be a lump that is not significant. They, we can get on what they call fibroadenomas, which are breast tumors of the breast. Um, and again, the biopsy can be just, you know, for precautionary. So, you know, don't be scared. Just make sure you go for it. Um, early detection is key. You can save your life. It's so, so important. Definitely. And so I wanted to talk to, um, yeah, so if they want more information, again, about the Breast Cancer Awareness Month, your initiative to know your health status, give your contact information again. Yeah, so you can go ahead and follow me on IG, Facebook, Twitter, Dr. Katina, and my website, drkatina.com. Okay, I'm feeling that. And then also, I'm sorry, on no, YouTube. No, oh. On YouTube, I actually have a video on breast self-exam. Oh, so I actually oh. show you all how to do a self-breast exam. So if you're familiar with that, go look at it. <laughs> what do you think, um, your personal opinion of what is like the biggest health concern right now? Like what, what do you think is one of the biggest... It's really, uh, I would say, hypertension. Mm. You know, hypertension uh, is high blood pressure. High blood pressure. Mm. Yes, it's really, it's it's really uh, debilitating a lot of our uh, African Americans. Definitely, the reason why is because. Remember, hypertension does not just affect the heart, but it affects the kidneys. If it's mm. not controlled, it affects the kidneys. It damages the, it enlarges the heart. You can have a stroke. It damages the, the eyes as well. So, you know, it's important that we control the high blood pressure. A lot of us that don't like to, oh, I'm, you know, it's no big I deal. have high they blood pressure mm -hmm. and um, I'm not taking my medicine today. I'm, I'm going to skip it. I'm salt all day long. Yes, I'm <laughs> 
going <laughs> to skip it, you know. Oh, I'm going to continue to pray and just let God handle it. <laughs> but which is praying is important, you know. But remember, he also says, you know, you have to work, you do know. Do your part. <laughs> do your part. Exactly. So um, if you do have hyper hypertension, I have this Know Your Health Status campaign called the BCB, uh, the Big Three, because that's foundation, blood pressure, cholesterol, blood sugar. But high blood pressure is really mm. crippling a lot of us, and you need to take control of that. Take your medication, lose the weight, all right, drink lots of water, and eat healthy. All I, right? I hope it could be good. And I, I, you know what? And for those that are, like, just stuck on not eating healthy, like, eat healthy and then have your one day that – and do it in moderation. Don't eat a whole – ham or something like that exactly. but like you know do it in moderation because me i cheat i'm diabetic i cheat but it's like i do it in moderation like i'm i'm not here eating a whole that's bag of cotton candy i just take a pinch and taste mm-hmm. it okay that's good enough and that's what it's all about everything in moderation um because when it comes to hypertension uh it's important that you know you really make sure you get your sleep stay less stressed a lot of my entrepreneurs leaders they say oh Oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead or, yeah, you know, hello. but no, if you, you will sleep, feel, you, can't think. you <laughs> will feel a hundred percent better. If you get your sleep, you have to get at least six hours of sleep a day, um, a night. And, um, you know, sleeping is so important. A lot of my patients, they'll come in and they'll say, I, I, I feel so tired. I can't mm-hmm. concentrate. Um, but again, you know, getting that sleep, you'll feel better. You'll have energy. You'll be able to carry out your purpose, your passion in life. Just got to take care of yourself. Remember, know your health status. Just like how you know what's going in and out of your bank account, Hello. you have to know what's going in and out of your body and know what's going on with your body. So take control of your health. I love it. And make sure you check out Dr. Katina's YouTube page. She was on Sister Circle. She recently was on um, Erica. Get Up Get Up Mornings with yeah, Erica Campbell. Just Google. Dr. Katina. She got it going on. I want to thank you so much for stopping by your October um, Health Initiative, Know Your Health Status, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Go to her website again, drkatinakennedy.com and find out all the information. Thanks so much for stopping by, Dr. Katina. My pleasure. And thank you for including health, education, and awareness into your platform. Awesome. Your girl, Super Cindy, Community Matters.